Confessions of a Martial Arts School Owner is the podcast for martial arts instructors who want to hear behind the scenes of running a school. No fluff, just honest talk about the victories and struggles of running a martial arts school. Now, here's your host, Zach Hayden. Welcome to episode 8 of Confessions of a Martial Arts School Owner. This is Zach Hayden. I hope you are having a wonderful day. Uh, This episode's audio is going to sound a little bit different because I am actually driving right now. Um, I believe I'm in Kentucky at the moment. I'm not positive. Uh, But... I had some time while I'm on the road, uh, and it actually pertains to uh, what I want to talk about today, which is just uh, an experience that I got to have this past weekend. Um, As many of you know, I am a six-degree black belt in uh, Songam Taekwondo, and this year I am going through the process and the training to become a master. One of our uh, fellow master nominees is uh, a friend of mine, Mark Burns, and he is a, uh, an instructor at Karate Atlanta, where the ATA's Grandmaster uh, Soon Ho Lee is uh, stationed. He uh, retired to, uh, of, uh, he'd retired as the Grandmaster and uh, is down there at Atlanta. And uh, Mr. Burns invited us all to come down to a weekend kind of retreat. Um, we got this very nice log cabin. And there were nine of us there from our master's class and uh, Grandmaster Shunho. Uh, and we got to spend the weekend uh, doing a bunch of uh, really awesome things. And it was fantastic. Um, I, I think back at, you know, when I started uh, Taekwondo and all the things I've done. Um, I, I remember I, I used to paint uh, pictures, watercolor things. Um, and I remember the year Master, or uh, now Chief Master Mitten and Master Thor and Master Hoover got their mastership because they had this really cool um, kind of illustration on the front of the Way magazine. And I took that and I ended up getting, uh, I painted it. Um, and now you look at these master's classes and our master's class I believe has 37 um, new masters um, plus new chief masters and new senior masters. And, you know, sometimes you feel like this big, giant group. Um, It was exciting that at this training, there were just nine of us. So there were nine of us in Grandmaster, and we got to spend a lot of time together um, doing some, you know, team building things and some just having a a good time. We fasted together uh, for about a day and a half or so, um, and we trained together. And Grandmaster, you know, put us through some workouts and we we worked on uh, talking about loyalty and discipline, some stuff that I'm going to take back to my school and and try to work on improving. You know, we worked on physical things. We we spent some time meditating. Um, Probably the, the most memorable stuff is the things that we got to do together. Um, you know, the, the, I'll remember doing the 300 sit-ups and the, 
you know, half hour meditations each morning and those kind of things. But the time we got to spend together as a, a master's class and just hanging out and, and doing things, a hike up a, a mountain to a waterfall, those are going to be great. But the lessons that I took back from Grandmaster, I think, are going to be stuff that I, I'm really going to need to focus on and work on. I try to do a good job at my school of leading by example. Um, on my way down to this uh, training, um, it was about a 10-hour drive, 10, 12-hour drive. That's why I'm doing this podcast while I'm driving. The, the thought came to me about how I'm currently running my school, and, and you can go back in some of my past episodes I think it was episode three um, talked uh, most about the 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 concept of, of paying attention to the culture in which your school is placed. Um, you know, and there are things in the way I'm running my school that are very I don't know uh, systemic of uh, of being a, a small school, and it's one of those circular arguments where. Are you a small school because you do those things, or do you do those things because you're, you're a small school? And I was just thinking uh, on the way down about you know ways that I can improve my business or or take uh, not just improve my business but move to a new level in in what I'm doing as an instructor, as a master. Uh, you know, I feel that I need to I need to be moving up in training more of, of just my black belts. I mean, I like to teach everybody, of course, but really focusing on those black belts and those instructors and spending more time there. Even though I have a small school um, in a small community, really focusing on those um, people and then moving, you know, letting that trickle down. If I spend that time with those guys, um, you know, have those other things trickle down. That's still stuff, you know, I have to process and I have to think about and I have to figure out. Um, I want to stay on, on this path with these, you know, these nine people I was with and, and making sure that, you know, we can do this again when we're training for uh, senior masters. And to do that, there are some, you know, some student requirements and things that I need to, to be working on. But the, the things that Grandmaster really focused on, and, and for those of you who are, you know, in the ATA and have worked out with Grandmaster Sunho, um, a lot of these are themes that he talks about a lot, but ones that I think are good to be reminded of. Um, this idea of loyalty, I've always felt that I'm a, a pretty loyal individual. Um, I don't think, uh, I, I think you would find that's the truth if you ask my instructor. Um, I, I do what I'm told and I, I do as much as I can to stick to the, the policies and procedures and and the earn the trust of others so that I'm loyal to them and they're loyal to me. Um, Mr. Burns gave a, a good example of, of loyalty while we were there and talked about you know his dog and how loyal you know his dog is to him and and that's not because he beat his dog but because he loves his dog and that's how loyalty works. Um, you know, when we, we we earn trust and the love of those around us, they're going to be loyal to us as well. And I find that I, I, I think I do a good job of that. Instilling that in my juniors is something, you know, I think I need to continue to work on. But working on the loyalty and the discipline, especially, 
um, of some of these traditions, you know, just the, the bow that we use and, you know, saying it properly uh, with making sure students come to attention. You take the time, you know, between the chariot the and kanye, so students are, are forced to work on their discipline, um, you know, get in the right mindset and then begin. You know, that's a, such a small detail, but I think is really important. Obviously, you know, Grandmaster Suno thinks it's really important. One of the, the, the tenets of my school is pay attention to the details. And that's one of those details that I haven't been paying attention to. I do a better job than a, a lot of people. I don't slur the words together and, and whatnot. But really getting students to stay in attention, you know, really well when they, when attention is called, um, and instilling that idea with my students, I think, is something worth um, working on. That's something I'm going to be going back to the school and making sure that I, I instill a little better, as I, as I also think through, you know, how to advance in my training not just as a as a instructor or not just as a, a martial artist but as an instructor as well and and trying to move myself forward in being a, an instructor of instructors which is what a master instructor should be versus just a um, you know a, an instructor that teaches everybody I think that's a, a big deal it's it's funny we had, you know, like I said, 37 people um, in our in our master's class, I believe, and and nine came to this event. And uh, I'll say the guys, the other people missed out huge on on this opportunity. Uh, we we had the opportunity to uh, spend a, a, an hour, which went fast, with uh, Master Sewell from uh, Karate Atlanta, and you know he gave us some some business talk things. Uh, but what he what he talked about that I thought. I had heard before, but um, was reminded of at this event was the idea that um, people are happier spending their money on experiences versus products. And though I'm a big product guy, I, I have an iPhone, which I, I'm podcasting this time on. You know, I have some other things that I, you know, I really uh, enjoy. It's the experiences that are things that we're going to remember for a long time and that's why I was really excited about going down and doing this training with uh, Grandmaster Sunho and my fellow master's class candidates um, and you know I'm one of those guys who could sit and listen to Grandmaster talk about you know the old days and and talk about you know his experience and stuff for a long time and and just his thoughts on you know loyalty and respect and and discipline as the guy who's, you know, who headed this organization for 10 years and, and was, you know, side by side with Eternal Grandmaster all those years, um, I, I love soaking up that, that knowledge and that wisdom. And at the same time, you know, this is uh, confessions of a martial arts school owner. I, you know, I feel at sometimes um, inadequate to the the title of mastership um, I know 
I've met the requirements and I continue to work hard and I continue to have the 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 attitude of, of striving to improve and striving to be better. And I know, I don't know, it's one of those things that when Grandmaster is talking sometimes and telling us about forms and telling us about, you know, during our training about improving these things, uh, often he has this, you know, you guys did a good job, but, you know, train harder. Um, and it might just be me, you know, reading into things or, or me and my um, imposter syndrome. But I, I think and I go, man, you know, should I, you know, did I do enough? Have I done enough to be a master? Yeah, I've done, you know, 20 plus years in the organization. Yes, I've, you know, met all the specific requirements. But the the real title, the real honor of master, um, I think I'm I'm getting close to. Um, obviously, you know, I'm. If all goes well, we'll be given the title officially in, in July in just a little over a month, or uh, less than a month. Um, but I, you know what, I think it's like um, first degree. Uh, I, I think it's like how, how I often view first degree black belt. Um, you're not a black belt necessarily when you put that belt on. That's your time to then show that you've earned the black belt um, and maybe that's how I need to start thinking about mastership a little bit more um, that the work of being a master is done when you're a master just like the work of being a black belt is done while you're a black belt um, not necessarily that the work is all done beforehand um, so I, I probably you know I go through these uh, if you've ever heard of imposter syndrome, it's one of those things um, that, you know, I struggle with sometimes in thinking, man, you know, should I, am I good enough? Did I, did I do enough? Um, and I, I've said before that I think the important, one of the important parts of that question, I, I think the, one of the important things is that I'm actually asking that question, which shows that I care enough you know, if we ask the questions, are we good enough, that shows that we care enough and that we want to be good enough and want to work towards it. Um, and I think that's probably a, a good thing. So that was, you know, kind of my my trip this weekend. Um, you know, we spent Friday afternoon, all day Saturday, um, training and, and hanging out and getting to do things together. And then uh, Sunday, um, and I'm, I'm driving back now. You know, and I'm I'm heading back to a full week of uh, you know a, a camp during the day and classes. A new uh, cycle just started, and you know working on getting new students in. And we have a big self-defense uh, seminar day on this coming Friday. Um, so so business is is you know back to normal. Got to get back to the end of the swing of things. Um, but these events are always great to think about how you're doing things, um, think about what I can always work to improve. You know, it's, it reminds me of the, the three things that I kind of base my, my school around. Um, 
excellence, uh, the, the idea of excellence for, for us at our school is um, follow through, so never giving up, uh, attention to detail, which is, you know, those things that Grandmaster talked about, and then being happy but never satisfied, which is uh, a quote from Bruce Lee, uh, and it always reminds me that I'm, you know, I, I need to congratulate myself and say nice job but then go back and keep working and keep improving and always uh, there's always more to learn like Grandmaster says so um, that's you know the the plan and I think uh, you know you as a as a martial arts school owner it, let me tell you if you have the opportunity to do weekends and do trainings like this um, you need to take it I, I don't understand um, people who, you know, I they have the opportunity to go to a tournament early and work out with Grandmaster, you know, or, or stay at their school and teach classes and, you know, make sure we bring in a couple of extra $100. I, I'll go to the tournament and work out with Grandmaster anytime um, because that's not, that opportunity is not always going to be there. These, these gentlemen have, you know, a limited time with us and we need to be learning from them. Anytime, you know, I, I can go and do some training with Grandmaster Sunho or, or, you know, any of the seniors, you know, and this is for you as a non-ATA person too, you know, take the opportunity to make sure you're going out and doing your, doing training with other people and don't, and make sure that training isn't just business training. I love taking business training. I make sure I do that as often as I can, but we need to make sure that we as martial artists uh, represent our product well. That's a f part of that. Half of that is a physical product. It's a, it's us, our bodies, our you know physical fitness. You know when uh, I was I was pretty pleased with myself that doing the 300 sit-ups this weekend I did a decent job. You know I I was, was certainly not the best one there. But I wasn't, I wasn't the worst as well. Um, and I'm going to go back and I'm going to work on it more. We need to make sure that our physical training is just as good as our, our business training. And that we represent the martial arts well. It, it should be about physical fitness. It should be about health, mind, body, you know, health. Uh, when you, you know, you look at... I know for, for me and the ATA, you look at our grandmasters, you know, Grandmaster Shunho, I, I think he said he's 76 and is in fantastic shape, you know, is in excellent shape. Um, and that's a product of martial arts. We need to display that product as much as, um, as much as he does or as much as other people do, because if we're not a good representation of what we're selling why are people going to buy it you know um, sadly this is you know maybe not not sadly but this isn't the same as those gymnastics coaches uh, you know Bella Caroli or, or you know those guys who can't do their sport but are great coaches if we're selling this product if we're going to have good businesses we need to make sure that we look the part physically um, in our kicks, in our, our eating habits, in our physical fitness, um, you know, we need to make sure that we represent that as well. Um, and this weekend was a great reminder of that also. So 
I hope my ramblings here in the vehicle, um, I hope the audio is not too bad, and I hope the ramblings um, are informational to you, and hopefully you can, uh, my goal here is, with this podcast, is to not only catalog my journey, you know, obviously it's called Confessions of a Martial Arts School Owner, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing, the thoughts that I'm having, but my hope is that you then, one, you know, find the the courage if you don't have it to speak out about your journey, about what's going on with you and your school, uh, two, that we start to have a conversation, a, a, a dialogue where we can help each other, um, We can, you can do that in our, our private Facebook group. Um, you can find out more about that if you go to mediacompany.me, that's mediacompany.me slash confessions. That'll take you to the website where you can see all the audio and uh, go to the, uh, get info about our Facebook group, our Facebook group, where I want to, you know, make sure we have conversations about each other, these episodes. If you have questions or comments, you think I'm, I'm wrong about something, let me know. You know, tell me. I, I, that's what I'm, otherwise this would just be a personal journal I'd write down for myself or something. I, I want um, some discussion on some things. And uh, then I hope there's, you know, a little bit of inspiration in there for you as well. Because I am by no means the world's greatest martial arts uh, instructor, school owner, or actual just martial artist, the world's greatest. Um, I'm just a, not just, but I'm another another instructor out there, another school owner, another martial artist out there um, trying to do the best he can and, and improving and wanting to share the journey and, and hopefully you find it interesting, entertaining and uh, inspirational some way. So I'm going to get back to driving, make sure I am, I'm safe. I, uh, my fiance will be mad if uh, I get in any kind of accident or anything. Um, I hope you have a great week and uh, be sure to pop in and say hi to the private Facebook group. Um, you can get uh, information also about that if you text the word CONFESSIONS to the number 33444. Until next time, keep striving for excellence.